You're listening to a DM podcast. We are underway. G'day, guys. Welcome to Talking League. We are a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. I'm your host, TK. The boys are in the house. Mr. Jokey himself, Andy. How you going, TK? Corby? Corby. Hi, boys. Oh, <laughs> hello, Corby. Now, do you want the grace before we... Oh look, on. I'll just I'll just I'll grace you again with a with a shit joke, but uh, look, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Anyways, all right. So there's the grandparents are staying over their kids' house, so uh, it's about night time. The grandfather goes into the bathroom, brushing his teeth. He's rummaging through the medicine cabinet and he sees a bottle of Viagra. He goes, oh, he goes to see his son. He goes, look, can I um can I have one of these? Your dad's <laughs> dad's like. <laughs> I think I just saved Andy. Oh, I think from, like everyone else is missing. That was I don't know where that was going, but that that was that was bad. So well played, so well played, TK. That was that was. Oh, look, bad. look, you'll never know, listeners. You'll never know. Thank God. If you actually want more Andy, I need more. I need more Ted because I feel Ted's funnier than Andy. So I'd rather his jokes, to be honest. Surely, Ted, like I stated facts and I get ripped on, and Andy's telling these shit jokes. Uh, you, you didn't even let me finish. How let can him I have it? How can I have it, Ted? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tonight on the show, Cameron Murray will be joining us first for a little bit of insight. Before then, please hit like Ted has on the Talking League hotline. We'll do a QA before we start. The regular season, and we'll have a, also a regular segment during our normal podcast. But hit the Talking League number, 02-8405-7947. Whether it's a question about the show, Ted ripping us in, or just a joke that we can play that's way better than Andy's, please. Hey, listen, let me let me tell it, honestly. No. <laughs> please head over to social media, Talking League Pod on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, Talking League One. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or the Facebook page, Really appreciate that. Talking League Fantasy and Tipping Comps now open. $500 cash prize for the first place winner. It is free to enter, so please invite your family and friends. All the info in your episode notes or TalkingLeaguePod.com. All right, guys, let's run off to Cam Murray. All right, guys, we joined by South Sydney Starlock forward Cam Murray. Cam, welcome back to the podcast, brother. Thanks for having me, mate. All right, first things first, because you got your hammy injured in, you know, the first game of Origin, man. So, number one, how's the hammy, and where are you in kind of your rehab? Yeah, it's good, mate. It's, um, yeah, it was obviously unfortunate to do what I did in the first game of Origin there, but um, I guess the, the downside was that I um, missed the Origin series, but um, I guess the upside was that um, it forced me to sort of uh, have, a, have a break, and that was a really big year for me, so... Um, yeah, it was uh, a bit of a, I guess, um, a silver lining to the whole situation. So, uh, um, yeah, I got got away for a little bit, like we were just talking about before. And, um, yeah, just uh, got away from footy um, for um, for a couple of weeks there and um, got stuck into rehab when um, when I was back. And, um, you know, I'm pretty much I'm about 95% now, almost 100%. So, beautiful. I uh, really enjoyed training, really enjoyed being back. Yeah, Cam, is this the shortest preseason you've ever had? Uh yeah, without a doubt. How are you feeling about we, um, how are you feeling about that going into the season? I'm not too worried about it, mate. To be honest, uh, I kept I I like to think I kept myself in uh, decent shape. 
um, you know, during the off season and uh, mentally, re- it's been really mentally refreshing for me. Mm. So I've, I've kind of tried to focus on the fact that, um, uh, you know, you need to have a break when you when your body sort of tells you that it needs a break. And, um, you know, I guess um, my body was telling me it needed a break. So I think uh, mentally refreshing myself and getting away from the game and uh, coming back still in half-decent shape and uh, ripping in for the last uh, month or two, I think, um, I think I'll think i be fine. And I think it'll, um, you know, it might be a good thing um, for all the boys having a little little bit of a shorter season. Um, Obviously, with um, you know the extended season last year, and obviously finishing later last year, mm. finishing at the same time this year, um, you know, there's no room for you know a normal preseason. So it's just going to have to do for this year. Yeah, Cameron, with you being lock and playing predominantly in the middle, the new rules last year, you know, kept the ball a lot more into play. The speed obviously increased as well. Were you a fan of the the new rules, man? Uh, it's hard to say. Obviously, when when they first uh, came into effect. It was it was difficult for everyone. So to say that I was that I enjoyed uh, you know the extra workload and uh, <laughs> the higher intensity is you know I'd be lying. But uh, it's just the way the game's going, I guess. And from a spectator's point of view, it's, it's pretty exciting. It's uh, um, I guess introduce. Oh, I guess it's I guess it's good for the the, the ball makers, the playmakers. Um, I mean, and and the boys who are you know got go. Good footwork around the rock, a fit, uh, and rely on their fitness and uh, everything like that. So, uh, trying to turn it into an advantage for me and uh, roll with the punches. So, uh, yeah, it did take me a good, you know, ten or fifteen rounds to really get used to it, used to the the increase intensity and um, the fast of the game last year, especially coming off a um, you know a break with the with the lockdown and straight into it. It was difficult, but everyone adjusted well, and I think. Yeah, definitely. Now, mate, your minutes last year increased to 67, and that is a little bit inflated because you played a little bit on the edge from here to there and even a game in centre. But realistically for yourself, what minutes do you think is where Cameron Murray can play at his optimum in the middle? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Tell me, I haven't really thought about it too much. I used to be a little bit like pedantic and um, a little bit of a perfectionist in terms of how many minutes I wanted to punch out each game. And mm. I used to place value on how uh, you know, uh, the, the longer minutes I played, the better I, I sort of um, I would be off, or the better I thought I could play, and the more effective I could be. But uh, I think I think the coaching staff this year has proved to me that it doesn't really matter how many minutes you're out there; it's the quality of um, minutes that you're out there. So mm. this year, and um, you know, through, throughout last year, I really started to focus on quality over quantity, and uh, you know, not sort of beating myself up about uh, not playing the minutes that I wanted to play last year. So uh, for me, it's all, it's, it's all about quality this year. And uh, I guess uh, my general fitness uh, will be the indicator of uh, how effective I can be um, for how long I can be on the field, I guess, and the quality that I can play at and how long I can sort of uh, uphold that quality uh, will dictate how long I can, I can play uh, in the middle um, this year. So, It'll, I guess it'll depend on, like I said, it'll just depend on um, the adjustment, I guess, to the new rules and how I'm feeling. Um, so it's got, I guess it's kind of a wait to see. But uh, for me, I haven't really been too, um, too much of a perfectionist about how long I want to play this year. It's all about being quality and doing the best 
Okay. Yeah, nice one always. Now, mate, impressive signing, Jai Arrow. I can't wait to see you guys playing in the middle together. But with him being a little bit injured and then you coming back late, have you had much chance to do work together yet? Um, we've we've done a little bit. Obviously, not as much as we would have liked. I think he's, he's had a bit of a hamstring uh, hiccup um, the last couple of weeks. So he hasn't really been fully training yet. He's starting to uh, make his way back onto onto the training paddock now and uh, really hit some uh, intensity there. So uh, the next couple of weeks, I think we'll um, we'll try and work on our combination in the middle and play to each other's strengths and, uh, yeah, put our best foot forward for the team, not just um, Jai, and, uh, Jai and my uh, combination. I think it's a matter of um, our whole forward pack gelling and our middle pack, our, our middles sort of working on their combination together and, uh, really doing the best they can uh, for the team. So, yeah, it's really exciting this year. We've had a, you know, we've had a few really big names, uh, a few big names sign with us this year, and mm. uh, a few people who uh, are raring to go, who are, who have been here for 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 a couple of years now, including myself. So, uh, hopefully, it's an exciting season for, yeah. for the staff and his family. Definitely. Now, Cam Keon last year, Keon Kolomatangi, mate, he set the world on fire playing just. Around that thirty-minute mark, but how's he looked in preseason so far, man? Yeah, he's looked really good. He's looking just as fit as he has over the last one or two years. So uh, I think he'll go really well for us this year. He's focused, he's determined, he's hungry, uh, and he's a great player. Like you said, I think he showcased what he can do on the field. And I think you know, uh, in his, uh, having been his rookie season, I think he's, uh, I think he's got more to more to offer as well. And uh, I know he knows that, and I know uh, he knows he can take take another step and go another level this year too. So I'm uh, really looking forward to seeing what Kim can do for this year. Definitely. Now, a couple of veteran signings, Cameron. Benji Marshall, Josh Mansell. They look raring to go. What sort of impact have they already had on the team, bud? Yeah, so they've brought a heap of experience. Obviously, uh, Benji, I think it's his 19th or 20th season in the NRL. And, uh, he's done everything uh, you can do uh, in the NRL. And obviously, he's got a great relationship with Wayne and uh He's already brought a wealth of uh, knowledge and experience, uh, wisdom, I guess, to to our club and uh, to the younger boys coming through. He's been a great role model so far. So uh, wherever he fits in, I think he'll be great for us. And obviously, um, Josh being the player that he has over the last uh, nine years, I think, at, at tennis, uh, he's proved what he can do. And I think he's going to be great uh, for us this year. Um, coming out of the backfield, he's a strong carrier of the football and uh, he's a leader on the field and um, a senior player too. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what Josh Albert can do for us this year. I think they'll, they'll be great additions to our squad. Definitely. Now, just the rehab squad, because a lot of you came back, especially the Troll and also Braden Burns. They were injured back end of last year and they didn't get much footy in that back end. But are they back to full running? And can you see them kind of nearly be ready for those trials, man? Yeah, so the Troll's... Uh, training really good. He's back to pretty much back to full training. Braden's still a little bit behind. Now I'm not too sure on specific timing for Braden, uh, but uh, you know I'm pretty confident Latrell will be up for uh, Charity Shield at least, and um, I think he'll be ready to go. He's been looking really good as well over the last couple of weeks in preseason. So uh, yeah, it's looking good for for us as a squad. Everyone everyone who's like sort of been sidelined over the last couple of months has. Um, progressing really well uh, through their rehab and uh, the healthy boys are setting a really good platform uh, for everyone to lead off. So uh, 
we're, um, we're training really nicely too, and I know everyone's really looking forward to games. Yeah. Now, another new addition, Jacob Host on the edge, and you also got Jed Cartwright at the back end of last year. Well, he, he made a really good impression in that final series. How are the boys training at the moment? Yeah, they're going really well. Like I said, um, all the boys are training really well together. They're set really high standards. There's a lot of effort across the park. Um, combinations are starting to sort of, um, you know, practice throughout uh, the whole throughout the whole squad. So, uh, yeah, it's been really good. Jake has been good. He's a uh, he's a, he's proved that he's a handle there on the edge. And uh, you know, we saw what Jake could do for us last year. And um, yeah, so really looking forward to it. And uh, we're really looking forward to uh, seeing what those boys can do for for us. And, um, yeah, really exciting times ahead. Mate, Wayne Bennett entering his last season. We saw when you guys won, he was doing his dances, his high fives. How's he been in the preseason, mate? Yeah, he's been good. He's uh, looking refreshed um, and looking really ready to go. Uh, I've never seen well, – Wayne Bennett's always a uh, really, um, really motivated man and um, – Loved his footy, always, um, always demanding excellence and um, setting a really high standard. Uh, and he's, um, yeah, he's been really good. He hasn't looked any different this year. Just as hungry as he has been the last couple of years to win, uh, to win a premiership. So that's where everyone's focus is this year. And uh, obviously, Wayne uh, being the, being the leader and uh, the coaching is he's leading from the front. Perfect, mate. Now, two little things to finish. Just the fastest and strongest. Who's the strongest pound for pound in the Rabbitohs? Oh, pound for pound, Damien Cook, without a doubt. Um, is he a big squatter? Oh, he's big everything. He's um, yeah, he squats, he benches. He's um, really strong for um, his power to weight ratio. Um, obviously, being um, as light as he is, so he's pound for pound champ. Uh, strongest lifter in the in the club uh, in terms of um, specific specific weight. I'm not too sure. It um, varies a little bit across the. Across the training park, um, depending on the muscle groups that are being worked. But Campbell Graham, um, he's got a massive bench on him. I'm sure he'll be up there for the bench. And Paddy Mago, I think he's got the top squat. There you go. And, mate, who's the fastest you reckon over 40? Over 40, uh, AJ, without a doubt. Yeah? But you're, you're pretty quick yeah. for a forward too, yeah? What could you reckon you do for oh, him? Maybe for a forward. Maybe not. Maybe I might get him over 10 metres if I get the start on him. But... Um, 20, 20 metres and over, he's, he's got me covered. <laughs> well, Cam, really appreciate your time this afternoon, mate. All the best of luck for 2021. Really looking forward to seeing you play, mate. And again, thanks again for stopping by the podcast, my man. No worries, mate. Appreciate it. All right, boys, big three. After the Sharkies let down of no three, we've got some big – we've got a really big three here. Let's start with Cookie, Damien Cook, 856K. He's a fantasy favourite, break even is 64. Andy, you want to kick us off? I love him, mate. I'm predicting him to be the hooker of 2021. Why? I just think he didn't take advantage of the, the say quick gut payable. Feel. <laughs> no, he didn't take advantage of the quick payable last last year. He only averaged 90 metres per game, mm. and that was only 10 more than last year, and it was 10 less than his breakout year in 2018. Mm. So I think that the, even you hear Murray saying that, and he goes, even he took him 15 rounds to get used to the quick, quick that quick style yep. of play. So I think Cook... With the back, with that sort of experience, with the knowledge of how quick the, the play of the ball can be, I think he will excel. Because you've even seen towards the end of last year, his prices, his fantasy scores excelled yeah. more and more. Now, he's always in that kind of mid 60s, 66, 62, 64 is his three averages. So the consistency is there. What I really like from it, you know, you just spoke about getting used to the new rules. 
In the finals in the last three games, he averaged 82. Corby, does that make you a big buyer after seeing like that sort of form? Yeah, top hooker for sure. I agree with Andy and TK, both of you. The 80 minutes is also a big win. You know that he's predominantly, I don't think there was any games last year other than uh, a rest one rest game that he 75 or so, but 80 minutes hooker. Yeah, I like him. And he's got some good forward. If he gets Murray in the middle there again with Arrow, a couple of big boppers. It, with all this talk about adapting to the new rules, mm. teams now have a full preseason. They know what yeah. it looks like. It'll be interesting to see what teams really take advantage of it. I think some teams will really leave others behind this year. Yep. Totally agree. And I think Cookie's just a little bit more reliable. Like McInnes, to his break even's just so high at the moment. For him to try and do another 70 season, that's going to be big, especially after all everything that's happening off the field the as well. Field. So I think Cookie's just your safe bet. All right, let's move to our interview guest for today, Cam Murray. He's a fan favourite, so he's just so good looking, you've nearly got to put him in your team. But <laughs> 722K is pretty expensive. Break even at 54. Does have a dual position. Me and Corby been on that sort of yes and no. So, Corby, let, I'll let you begin, mate. Yeah, looking, just the his, his line, quality over quantity, mm. really gets me scratching my head over, over whether I put him in the team because Arrow's injury, we'll talk about in a bit, has him starting at lock, you would think, mm. and that's where he scores better. But if he's, yeah, minutes are going to be reduced and he's happy with that, then I can't see, like, around that 60 minutes or so, can't see him going over mid-50s. Yeah. And No, I, I agree with you. I was, I was a buyer until Cam told me he was 90 95% fit. The fact that he didn't come back to training until kind of mid-January and he's only just started running again, I think he's a little bit maybe underdone for his price. I think during the year he is going to be, again, a target. Slow. But if he actually drops back to maybe a – kind of a high 40s player, that price could drop below that 700K and then he gets very variable, especially around that mid-year after origin. Andy, what's your take on Cam at the moment? We were saying quality over quantity, like Corbs are saying, but even when you're watching him on the field, who's in every tackle? Mm. Cameron Murray. Who's making all the dummy runs? Who's making all the all the, uh, the, the scoots? Like, What else could he do on the field with that, with that time? So I, I don't see him... I'm agreeing with you. I don't see him excelling past that, maybe towards the end of the season if mm. he gets more minutes, like you said, when he gets 100%. But, yep. yeah, I just don't see him hitting 54 at the start of the season. Yeah, I think at the start. So we're on the grants that we kind of – we want Cam, but just not at the start. We always want him. <laughs> yeah. All right, third member is Adam Reynolds of the big three. So 698K, probably a little bit unloved for his potential, 5.8%, especially goal kicker. They put a lot of points on. Only a break even of 52 had a great last season and kind of always does. He's got 14 50-plus games out of 23 games, so he's quite consistent. Now, Corby, are you, are you a buyer of Adam Reynolds? No, not definitely not in classic. Last three years, he has been good with that 50 average, and he seems to be more of that organiser with his 400 kicking metres a game, which cheeky 20 points. Mm. But when it comes to um, draft, I think I would, if I could grab him, um, not early on, maybe four, round four-ish, mm. if I could get him, if he's still there. But in classic, I'm going for a big dog in Cleary or DC and then your lamb, Chanel. 
So he's not really going to be in my team. Yeah, he's an interesting one. He always seemed to be, especially when they did late mail every Thursday, he was in doubt for every single game. <laughs> he's, like, just, he's just cotton wool. But he played every game. Like, but he used- was one of the first seasons he did, I yeah, think. Which is crazy. But Andy, you the same? You- I'm actually uh, I'm actually a buy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, the I, team I was, won or 60? <laughs> well, the last game he, he took out, he, he <laughs> played eight minutes. And uh, he averages 55 fantasy points instead of 52 from that last game where he got zero for eight minutes. So he's only got 5% ownership. Yep. So There's a I point think of difference he could be a it. bit of a pod, pod mm. player. So, uh, look, like you said, maybe round three, four in draft, or maybe even earlier, sorry than that. But uh, it's either him or, or Munster. Yep. But if Munster gets kicking duties, it's 100% Munster. Yeah. But, okay. uh, yeah, I'm looking at him. Yeah, I've got to agree with that one. All right, moving on, and two interesting fellas because they're just great attacking players. That's Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell. We'll start with Cody, who's at 646K, break-even of 48, ownership of 3.6%. Had two very contrasting years, one with Latrell, one without Latrell. Now, Andy, what are you thinking about Cody? Because Latrell is going to be fit for round one. He's back at fullback, which means that Cody will probably switch back to that old style where – I'll just spit these two averages out. So with Luttrell, average 44. Without Luttrell, average 61. <laughs> like, I just can't pick him until Luttrell's gone. Taking all the attacking running metres off him. Yeah, well, his price was inflated by a game of 96 and 84, two games of 96 and 84, uh, which without them, he only averages 42 fantasy points. Mm. So he becomes that irrelevant. Uh, yeah, I'm looking elsewhere. Yeah. For, the, for just a little bit extra in price, you can go a – Jamal Fogarty, yeah, six six six. Cool. We put your kind of coaching hat on for a second. Do you think they bought Benji Marshall with the kind of plan that if Latrell ever got injured, they would put Cody Walker back to fullback? He he played there before, didn't he? Yeah, and that's how they yeah, played but- kind of without defending. That's kind of how they played in in attack, especially in the twenty zone. Yeah, well, Benji's a pretty solid defender, I think now as well. So he could even go into that. Lock, Braith and Aster sort of build and game. Mm. So, yeah, is he going to start 14? Who's that, I know Benji? They, they're you, talking Benji being utility. Yeah. You'd nearly be silly not to. You'd want to carry him in the match day team for sure. That experience just... Yeah, I, I don't know. Because originally you had Braden Burns, who's going to... I can't see him getting in there. Well, he's a gay guy and great. Cam was saying he's probably not ready anyway, up. so... Yeah. Um, so... Uh, I'm not sure on Walker. I was looking at his kicking meters. If you could boost them up, that would be a nice little extra five, six points. He had round 19 against the Dogs last year, zero kick meters. <laughs> I don't know hole. if he had a, had a bad blister on his foot or something. And he still got 49 points that game. Even a grubber. Like, do something, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's an interesting one with uh, Latrell. That didn't come up on my uh, research. But that is a bit of a worry. I would have thought Latrell would take a little bit of focus off and give him maybe a bit more one-on-one opportunity um, just as that big threat outside him. But, uh, yeah, it is interesting that well, Latrell steals a few points. Well, yeah. Cody liked popping up. It was being the support number six. And Latrell was that man now. Yeah. So I think, like you said, the stats don't lie. When Latrell comes in, he just loses that yeah. X factor. Just too much, too much risk for me. Let's move on, boys. Corby, we'll stay with you with Latrell. So he's only a wing fullback, loses the centre spot in terms of his dual positioning. For some reason, people are loving him. Ownership of 13%, kind of really that break even at 37 and the same pricing literally as a Tom Travojevic and also a Valentine Holmes. 
Are you seeing value in Latrell? No, not at all. Not at all. I've got Latrell, yeah, Holmes and AJ easy over him and Turbo, as you mentioned. Mm. Uh, the losing the duel is a big one. If he still had that, yes, because then you've got that 37 average, as we've talked about, above 30, around that 40 is decent for the centre. He could go big, uh, big on the back of the Rabbitohs with this year, but I'm saying no. Yeah. Others that you mentioned. When you think of 2019, he averaged 45 as a centre. He probably gave away eight penalties a game, so he's about a 60 centre. <laughs> Moving back to centre, Wayne. Andy. Uh, I think if I'm going to put myself in the listeners or just players' sort of heads, the only reason I can think maybe he might have a better season was, you know Latrell Mitchell is a, a very person who – He's the head noise, you know. He's listening to what other people would think. Mm. His first year of fullback, all the critics said he wasn't going, he wasn't going to do it, and he had a bit of a fall in the start of the season. Yep. My only thing that maybe he might score well is he's got a full season that all first year is out of the way. Maybe he sort of stops thinking about what everyone else is saying and starts thinking about what he's doing. Yeah, maybe that might sort of be his. Um, yeah, he's, he's doing. He's just not a traditional fullback in the sense of someone like a Teddy. Or yeah, and he said that who racks up those. Med- yeah, he did say that. So that's probably why I probably just stay away from him a little bit because he does have that odd, odd brilliance. So you're probably going to get a 60 or 70 just occasionally no, from him. Just no consistency. It's just kind of, yeah, it's just one of those emotional roller coasters. <laughs> if you want someone that might score seven one game, then you go for your life. But he might also score your 99. But Well, like Corb yeah. said, last year I had him, but I had him as a center, and it was great. Yeah. Like you get those decent scores for a center position, but for a winger fullback. Yeah. So food for thought, but next guy, Joy Arrow. He was right on my radar until he got injured three weeks ago. Yeah, Cam just did confirm he's just come back to training. Break even of 45, which comes off the back of kind of him losing minutes after he signed with the Rabbitohs last year and a couple of injuries as well. But Corby, you know, he's he's coming off another origin. He's only got 5% ownership at the moment. So again, if you are willing to take a bit of a risk, could potentially be a pod, but where, where are you kind of lining up Joy Arrow, Corby? No, I'm not looking at him. Like with that injury and the 80 minute hooker, mm. um, and we talked about it before, where Wayne was coach for Queensland and didn't give him massive minutes. I think he had an average of 44 minutes. Yeah. So I can't see him going over that. Um, going off his points per minute, yeah, he's only looking at 40 max. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's a no for me. Murray's their big dog there who's going to get – if anyone's going to get bigger minutes, it's going to be Murray. So I would choose him over Joe Arrow. Okay, Andy? It's a no for me too. Yeah. I just think – look, he played most of his career at lock. He may come off the bench as an in-change, as a prop. Um, Maybe the only positive when he gets fit is the quicker – the lighter forward, the the quicker player the ball. He might have that sort of ball speed that Cook can actually play off. but. I don't see that advantaging him. No, so. I agree. We're going to agree on that one because there's just too much uncertainty I think, at this stage. Boys, strike center, Campbell Graham. Didn't he come of age last year? Probably the only thing that I see against him is he's just lost his wing fullback. But realistically, one of the top centers is in that top three category. Does have a break even of 43. I'll start with you, Andy, because I know that you're very keen. Yeah, I like him. His last seven games, he averaged 56 fantasy points. His last seven games. How many games, sorry? <laughs> seven games. Wow. So that's what's he running at forty three now. So if he can maintain that, yeah, maybe the wing spot um, loss does sort of drop him down a bit. Yeah. But uh, look, I'm I'm thinking about picking him up because of that latest stat these last seven mm. games. So 
Um, Ken Mars saying he's the one of those players' strongest team, or the one of the strongest players in the team. Yep. That's also a positive. He's twenty one years old. Yeah. So I think, that's the I thing. Think, he's upside, especially with learning the position and growing into his role. It's just only upright. So. You want those strong centers as well. If he can tackle mm. break with that sort of strength, that's there's some upside there. Yeah, Corby. Any thoughts on Campbell Graham? Yeah, he he's he jumped up quite a bit, didn't he? Twenty eight, thirty in the previous two years to the 40, uh, 42 in twenty twenty. I think he was injured in twenty eighteen, wasn't he? Come back yeah, he was. later, around nine or ten. Yep. Uh he speaking of multis, I'm getting excited about footy multis <laughs> coming. He won me some multis. He could get over the line. He I could, had him included yeah. plenty of times and he seemed to hold his value pretty well too for someone that could get over quite easily. Um I would probably have him. I know the question are you going to allude to next? It, where would you rank him in the, the centers for this year? I'd still have him second. I mean, going off averages that had Lomax best Graham, I think best got overinflated. Did this bloke just ask himself a question? <laughs> yeah, I did. I mean, I'm going I'm to go ahead and Hey, Big Ted, did you hear that? Just- Ted Ruffin. <laughs> I would have him second, only behind Lomax, just with the kicking duties. But I'm really worried about the draggies this year. Yeah, uh, I don't be. think Lomax will be able to hold that. But, yeah, he's uh, on, re- on repeat a little here as well. With the Rabbits predicted to do fairly well, I see him benefiting big time mm. yeah. with some um, good attacking stats. Yep, he's definitely on my radar. I've put in, I think I've penciled him in my, my second team. <laughs> Hey, he's not sure. first. He's, number he's one. definitely he's close. He's close. Latrell does love a good I'm, cutout. I'm still trying to get some of these beaten up centers. So, but he's willing. He's well in there. So yeah, I like Campbell Graham. Guys, moving on to a couple of kind of Origin veterans. First one, very simple. I don't know what's going on with these guys wearing different jerseys and different positions. Dane Gagai, 517k. He's probably outpriced himself by playing too good at center. So when he plays center, he averages 45. When he plays wing, he averages 34. <laughs> and he, he becomes the best center in the league when he plays for Queensland. Like, Changes jersey again. Yeah, he averages 80 in the Queensland. What are you doing? I've just got to – I think if I'm at the back end of draft and he's there, I'll probably get him because he's got a jewel. Corby? Yeah, I wouldn't go in the classic, but, yeah, draft. Yeah, I'd noticed that too, that he's – it doesn't matter that he dropped the jewel because in center, yeah – Oh, no, he's still, no, he's still, got, no, he's still got, jewel. Yeah. got the jewel. But, yeah, he'll he'll start centre, will he not? Yeah, he will now. Yeah, 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 he's Alex Johnson too. and Mansour. He only scored four tries in his 12 games for that 46 average last year at centre. Uh, he, his stats were actually quite good with four tackle breaks a game, two offloads, 130 metres gained a game, one line break. Yep. But that's decent. He's, Mate, he's uh, tempting. He's, he's almost tempting. converted a little bit of his Queensland form back to the Rabbits, well, finally. Puts his jer- I think he was wearing his jersey underneath the Rabbitohs jersey, not with the case. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to fan favourite, Joshy Mansell. He's got a shit name, but he, he's got a pretty good surname. <laughs> but 552K. I'll stay with you, Corby, because I know you, he, you love him, and he was a big part of your draft team last year. But only 1% owned. New team, break even 41. Did find out today he's going to be playing on the right wing instead of the left wing. Does that still tickle your fancy, Corby? Joshua did very well for me last year. I got him round two as well. He was a late pickup. No one even went near him. He did have a bit of a um, bumped up year last year compared to those previous. Mm. So, yeah, I don't think I'll get him in classic, but draft again, I will look to. I think he'll get picked up before I 
Yeah, he literally, since that. his facial injury, put back 10 points onto his average, which is pretty good, Andy. Well, I'd see, I do see some upside. Coming from Pen- Penrith, who he has his fullback was Dylan Edwards, ran the ball every time he caught it. Mm. Look who he's got at, at Bunnies. Latrell doesn't want to that run does the ball back. man does not run it back from his own end. So yeah, that's actually a good point. Look who they're looking for. Mansour made his metres from those metres. So he's mm. making 200, 300 metres a game from those heavy runs out to sort of dropping the ball. I can just see him passing to Mansour. And then every time he passes that's not a bad it, point, Andy. if you have him on your one. team, you're going, yes, yes. You get one of these just by yourself, Andy. I like that one. All right, boys, let's move on to probably the value of the team. Some interesting ones coming up here. And uh, Keon Kalamatangi is the first one. 385K. Did read a report today that he was actually training a little bit on the left edge. You know, Cameron gave him a pretty mad rap in the actual interview. And have a look at his minutes last year, 34 minutes and PPM of 0.84. Corby, expecting a bit of a rise. Would you pick him up? If he started hitting 45 minutes and could chuck out like an early 40s, is that something that would interest you? No. I looked at his points per minute, and if he was to get the 50 minutes, he's looking at 42 points. Okay. Here's one I want to throw at you, and Ted, you can check my maths on this one. (laughs) So you've got the three middles, and this is for any team that has the 80-minute hooker. You've got your three middles, so they've all got 80 minutes to play. Yes. So you've got 240 minutes to divvy up. Yep. Now, if you've got that uh, 80-minute hooker, you may have a back utility. We're saying Benji. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving him 20 minutes, maybe. If I'm that. giving Cam Murray at lock 60, potentially. This is just hypothetical. Burgess, starting prop, his average last year was 45. Arrow at the other prop, or Totola, I'm giving 40. Mm. So I'm not going anything crazy at the moment. You then got host or night, 20 minutes. Yep. You've got uh, Colin Matangi at 30 minutes. And then the other prop, whether it be night or Totola, where, when Arrow gets back. 25 minutes. So I haven't gone crazy there. You may get another 60 minutes from the second row if Murray was out there. Yep. So that gives 20 minutes to divvy up. And Jaden Sewer had yep. an average of 75 minutes. So there's there's not many minutes to give back there. So I don't even see him getting to that 50 minutes. And we've talked about it in a few previous pods. It's going to be difficult for some of these bench players to hit that 40 minutes unless they've got a ridiculous 0.9 above points per minute. Yep. I don't think there's any real value unless their price is bottom dollar. So Kalamatangi and Host are no's for me once I sort of just had a little play around with the minutes. I didn't ask you about Host yet. Stop yeah, asking yeah. yourself questions. <laughs> <laughs> just one step ahead, mate. Jesus Christ. Ahead. You just – ever since Ted gave it to you. He's been <laughs> he's been checking all his facts <laughs> and checking them twice. I've got to be on the ball. I've got to be on the ball. <laughs> Big shout out to Stafford. But let's move on. I think Keon, I think we all agree. Watch list. Yeah, if he starts list. 80 minutes with any time we're going to pick him up or if he gets 60 minutes plus, right? Maybe an injury it could come on. And, and he's a talent. Once he's in the team, maybe he sort of cements that spot. But Yeah, super talent. But other guy, Jacob Host, he's on the edge player as well, 354K. Picked him up from the Dragons. An ownership only of 0.4%. Only has a break even of 26. Andy? Could be a mid-range cash cow if he gets that um, second row spot. Yeah. So if he does, if Ethan Lowe averaged 33 points there last year. Yep. There's eight points possibly if he scores better than that. Um, yeah, I think just a slow burn, low cash cow. Yeah, I agree with that. I think if he does snab that, if he nabs anywhere kind of around that 70, 80-minute mark, he will score kind of around that 45 to 50. So 
again, it's a teamless Tuesday one. Yeah. That could be he could be on the bench and he plays 20 minutes and then he's just not. And gonna, you wasted your cash. Yeah. So unless he starts, I think that's the only way you pick up Jacob Hosts. Uh, gents, before we leave, any any comments? Corby, do you want to ask yourself another question? or? No, I just also, because you cut me off on Hosts, so I didn't get to answer that one. <laughs> yeah, because we thought you already answered. I went early. With Wayne, with the Queensland team, so he had two hookers there. Yep. So you would think those bench forwards or even those three middles starting would get increased minutes. He, not one of them played over 60 minutes. So he's not a fan of big minutes in the forwards. And I think Cam sort of hinted at that in his little um, talk. Yeah, in terms of like... So that that worries me for... Murray's the only one that I think will get decent ones. The rest of them will share it around, I think. Sharing is caring. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, before we go, next week on the show, sorry, next week on the show, Thursday on the show, we've got Jamal Fogarty, and it is pronounced Fogarty, I asked him, and that's from the Gold Coast Titans. So it's going to be a good one, actually, because they've, they've recruited really well. So plenty to chat about in that one. But before we get, like Ted did, hit the talking leg number, 02840057947. And whether it's a joke, whether it's a stitch up, we'll put it on the show. We love it. We love it. I'm a first stitch up. <laughs> Also, Talking League Pod on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Find us there. Twitter, Talking League One. Please also leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts. That would be great. Also, tell your family and friends about the Talking League Fantasy and Tipping Comps. Jump in now. All the details, TalkingLeaguePod.com. Cash prizes to be won. It is free to enter. Andy, thanks for your thoughts this evening. All good, boys. Corby, thanks for asking yourself questions. Until next time, I will again. Actually, I've got got a question. You kind of were very Wayne Bennett tonight. (laughs) It doesn't look that I, old, does it? I was he? very Wayne Bennett or looking Wayne Bennett. Bit of both. Yeah, right. I'd, I reckon looking. I'll t- I'll t- it's sort of, yeah, a bit of a back-end compliment. With the look <laughs> <of> the <laughs> All right, guys. We'll catch you on a Thursday. See you, listeners.